What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers fall to the hands of the Houston Texans in what, what might be their most shocking and alarming loss in recent memory, falling 30-6 to six on the road in week four. Kenny Pickett dealing with a knee injury. We're still waiting on exact news there, but there is some optimism that he isn't done for the season. Major, major news or concerns or warrant for issues when it comes to head coach Mike Tomlin, offensive coordinator Matt Canada, and the entire Pittsburgh Steelers defense. There are changes that's coming, at least according to the Steelers head coach, and uh, we obviously have to dive into what does two and two say about the Pittsburgh Steelers heading into week five? It's a beautiful day in the Berg, but it would be better if it was a victory Monday, obviously. How you feel, my friend? I'm all right. Uh, I did just spend, you know, the past two or three days watching some really, <laughs> really bad football, just up and down from Pitt to the Steelers to, and then I watched the Patriots game a little bit after, nice. after I was done, we were done working for working the Steelers game. And whew, man, I didn't see a good football game until, uh, until Sunday night, until that yeah. Jets Chiefs game, that was, thought? That was yeah, right. Good for Zach Wilson. Good for him. <laughs> Good for I, Zach I, Wilson. I agree with you. The Jets showed us a little bit. I think showed us what the the Steelers hopefully were were going to show us Sunday afternoon. But that's uh that's rough. What was your worst game? What was the what was the rougher of the two? Well, I felt like the Steelers were in it until. Until the like kind of the end because it got thirty to six. It wasn't a thirty to six game for the entire time, right? Like yeah. it was, mo- it was like twenty to six for most of that second half. Uh, I would say Pitt because they it seemed like they were never in it. Like they were in it, like they scored on their like first play, I think, and they tied it up at seven, and then it was just all downhill from there. Like they scored, they they scored their other like fourteen point or yeah, they scored twenty one points. I think they did them all on accident. Like one was a scoop and score <laughs> off a of fumble. I forget how the yeah. other touchdown happened. Oh yeah, it was like a screen pass that just went for sixty yards after a guy like that. So nice. They had like th- a collective of three good plays for the entire game. That's good. That's good. Was a good week of football for you. Obviously, you need a you need a real strong showing next Sunday against somebody. Hopefully, it's not yeah. the Patriots, but against against somebody. I guess. Um, I, I don't know if you saw. No, you did see. I tweeted your tweet yesterday. I had like four or five people. One person commented, and then like three or four people hit me up in, in like DMS that DM me all the time. And they're like, I totally forgot. Steven's a Patriots fan. A lot of them were puking emojis. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we, we, we do try to forget that from time to time, but if they were better, it'd be more of an issue. Right. The fact that they stink, like who cares, you know, (laughs) just fighting for the bottom fighting for a quarterback. All right. Biggest news coming out of the Pittsburgh Steelers week four loss is Kenny Pickett goes down with the left knee injury. There's optimism that it's not an ACL uh, tear. The Steelers are hopeful that it's just a meniscus or an MCL sprain could keep him out one to four weeks. I mean, before he went down awful, we, we do got to dive into the play. I think that's where you start fourth and one. The Steelers are in Houston Texans territory. They're driving for what looks like maybe their second successful drive of the game. Maybe they're, only sec- uh, one of two successful drives throughout the entire game. They line up in shotgun on fourth and one after successfully running the football throughout the drive. Kenny Pickett l- rolls to his left, 
seemingly a clean pocket, no reason to move, gets tackled by or sacked by Jonathan Grenard, I believe his name is, and uh, stays down with the knee injury. I mean, your thoughts on the play when they lined up shotgun fourth and one, still a two-score game at that point. Well, you kind of knew it was disaster from the start, right? Like, not only just going in shotgun, but then passing out of that. Like, you know who had a great day yesterday? Najee Harris, right? And they don't want to line up their big back in fourth and one with, you know, a chance to really make this a game. That was the most stunning thing to me. Um, I think just about every person who was watching that game saw them come out in shotgun in fourth and one and thought, well, turnover, turnover on downs. (laughs) Like, it was was incredibly predictable, and then – you add insult to injury and you kind of get what you deserve when you do that. Like, I mean, that's not, you know, you know, don't, no one deserves an injury, but you deserve to not convert on that when you're, when yeah. you take your, your guy who was, I, let's, let's be honest, Najee was the best player on the field for the Steelers yesterday. And they took him completely out of the game on a pivotal play. It wasn't, I'm not going to call it the most important play of the game because you know, it, but it was the most, it was where the game turned from slightly competitive to a laugh or the way it turned out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's just no reason. And you ran a quarterback sneak earlier in the game. You called a timeout. I think that is the most shocking and concerning part of the whole thing is you called a timeout, which wastes a timeout in a somewhat close game in the second half. And then you come out of that timeout and you decide to run a shotgun play like it does. And then a shotgun pass. Like it'd be one thing if your thought was, Okay, you know, we're going to we're going to try to to move the defense back a little bit, get him out of the box, allow Najee to take it up the gut and just fight for a yard with a head of steam. Does I don't support that, but if that's what you're thinking, okay, cool. No, the thought was we're going to throw the football because that's worked all day so efficiently. The offensive line has blocked so well against this defensive front that you should obviously expect them to hold a pocket for Kenny Pickett. And then our quarterback has been so sharp up until this point, not just today, but throughout the season, that we should put the ball in his hands in this moment. And, and that's like, there are a lot of people that you have to blame here. It starts with Matt Canada, obviously, just another addition to just a disastrous resume. But Mike Tomlin just completely ignoring it and signing off on that play is a huge knock to a very concerning season for him this this far. And then... I mean, as much as the Steelers want to try and put things in Kenny Pickett's hands and make it about him and make the offense about him, he just continues to prove that he's not ready to do that, nor is he capable to do that. And, uh, I mean, we saw the result there. You, at this point, don't expect Kenny Pickett to play next week. Mitch Trubitsky's going to take the field. I mean, what happens? You know what I mean? Mitch goes out there, he throws for... 250 yards and two touchdowns. The Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens, which if we know anything about the Pittsburgh Steelers, that's very capable. Like if they're going to do something, that's what they're going to do this weekend. And they're going to just ride the roller coaster and continue to just drag everybody along as, as thin to that, as close, as close to that line as they possibly can. Does it open up a question or, or does it just at this point, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have shown that they're just so ignorant when it comes to changes that nothing is ever going to change. Yeah, I mean, if Mitch plays really well against the Ravens somehow, uh, then maybe you maybe you talk about it. But I don't think, I don't think you're banking on that, and I don't think Mitch no. gives you for as as much as Kenny has struggled this year. I don't think he gives you the best chance to win moving forward, unless, uh, I, yeah, unless Kenny's hurt. You know, 
Like yeah. he's your he's your backup for a reason. Um, let's not forget what he did against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, true. Last year, year yeah, yeah, coming in in relief of Kenny Pickett, I believe that was that yeah, was yeah, the game yeah. Kenny got hurt. Uh, and those two picks that are ultimately that are ultimately fatal. So, yeah, I'm not counting on a big you know Mitch Trubisky comeback. Um, certainly possible. I think that game will still be close just because it's that's just the nature of. AFC North games and games against the Steelers and the Ravens. Um, yeah. kinda no matter how good or bad either team is, but I, I, I don't know. You don't, you don't feel optimistic about your quarterback situation at all. Um, like independent of the injury. And then, you know, you throw the injury in there and it just looks pretty bleak. Yeah, I agree. Who are you putting the, uh, who are you putting the biggest blame on for that play? Uh, it's gotta be Matt Canada, right? Like I, yeah, I don't know. It, Cause I, I think I go back to, when they came out and shotgun on fourth and one, you kind of, I feel like most people knew kind of from the jump that was, that was not really going to work. I mean, yeah. Kenny did not bathe himself in glory during that play either. The offensive line didn't either, but man, just no one put in a good situation to succeed. No, no. And, and somewhat a, uh, just a very small picture to the entire game. Like that is a perfect representation of how the Pittsburgh Steelers not just week went, but most of the season has gone. Mike Tomlin says afterwards, changes are coming. I want to talk about that. But first, you know, just to kind of stay on the play, on the game, on the disaster of the Pittsburgh Steelers, my thoughts on yesterday were pretty simple. The Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know who is the person that makes these calls. I don't know if it's Art Rooney. I don't know if it's Omar Khan. I don't know if it's everybody. I have no idea. But they had to be sitting there, okay? They There's no way. And if they did, this is, this is even more alarming. But if they completely ignored the fact that the Houston Texans were an exact, exact repli- repli- replication, huh. replica, huh. Yeah. yeah, I guess, of who they are trying to be, what they could be, who they say that they are, they are ignoring the obvious. D'Amico Ryans showed that Mike Tomlin is not invincible and should not be invincible because D'Amico Ryans is a first-year head coach who outcoached the hell out of Mike Tomlin. He smoked him in every single category, and at this point, Mike Tomlin is getting outcoached by everybody consecutively, and it's just growing. It's a growing concern. Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame resume is, is coming into question every single week because this guy is just making worse and worse calls and allowing worse and worse things to happen. Uh, CJ Stroud is exactly who the Pittsburgh Steelers need at quarterback, but do not have at quarterback and should have made it known that Kenny Pickett's leash is limited to this season. If you watch CJ Stroud yesterday and you saw what a rookie quarterback should be able to do after you take him in the first round, you should have walked away from that game and said, we cannot give Kenny Pickett longer than this season. And even if your thoughts are Matt Canada has gone after this season, you have to then contemplate. And there are a lot of fans out there that say this, that say Kenny needs a year without Matt Canada. That's okay. And I, I, I get that. And I think that's justified, but you have to have the understanding that you are willing to give up two seasons before you know whether or not this team's going to be good. You're willing to take that, that risk. Um, and when it comes to Matt Canada, I mean, Bobby Slowick had 
an awful, a worse offensive line than the Steelers have had in a long time. Okay. And the Steelers offensive line is terrible, but the Houston Texans 10 times worse made Kendrick green look phenomenal, had half the wide receiver core that the Pittsburgh Steelers have and have a rookie quarterback while the Pittsburgh Steelers have a second year quarterback that they fully, fully believe in. And Bobby Slowick, Bobby Slowick did so well yesterday that Matt Canada shouldn't have had a job by the time he got to Pittsburgh. Like the Lane Kiffin get fired and then thrown off the bus should have happened to Matt Canada on the flight home while the while the plane was being looked at again because it had more mechanical issues. That's what should have happened. It was the most eye-opening, easily the most eye-opening game the Pittsburgh Steelers have had all season long, possibly in two years, and like almost inexcusable, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that I think your point about the offensive line is the one that was most glaring to me. Like, where were, where were Alex Highsmith? Where were T.J. Watt? Where was the rest smoked? Of the yeah, just I mean, and T.J. was the first to admit, like, yeah, I did not play well at all today. Like, but I mean, like Minka Fitzpatrick wasn't great either. Like, you need your stars to be stars, and no one that the Steelers came into the season saying we are going to lean on these guys. We have faith in them. Played up to played up to their standards, played up to their their talent level, their caliber, their experience uh on Sunday. They were it was a top to bottom bad game from the entire from the entire team. It was I'm trying to think but like I you know, I obviously don't know Steelers history, especially recent history as much as well as you do, but like this is bad as what, like that Jacksonville loss in the playoffs. Like, I think it's I think, worse. I think really? this is I think this is one this will go down depending on how they bounce back, depending on how the rest of the season goes. If the Steelers stink for the rest of the year and finish like 800 or or 500 or just below or just above 500, like if they don't crack 12 wins and make a splash somewhere uh, along the way, I think this goes down as one of the worst moments of Mike Tomlin's career. Like one of the, I think this could go, I, I honestly, and I, I'm trying not to be dramatic because I think last week, like, you know, we were a little dramatic and people took offense to it and got real upset and I understood it. So I'm trying not to be dramatic, but at the same time, you have to run out of excuses at some point. You have to run out of like at some point, the Pittsburgh Steelers winning six Super Bowls throughout their franchise does not make them the best franchise in sports anymore. You know what I mean? Like at some point winning only two playoff games since 2016 and both of them coming in 2016 has to hold some significant ground. At some point, your head coach ignoring the fan base has to come into account somewhere. And I think if this is the beginning of the downfall of the Pittsburgh Steelers, like for all the hype, and then if they finish with a really bad record or things just get worse, I think this is this is a moment that like, you know, you remember that you'll talk about for like years to come, you know? Yeah, I mean you are you are what your record is, and the record is not has not been sterling for for a few years now, like going, yes. going on a while. So I, I agree. Like this is, you know, you got to kind of reevaluate what the Steelers are and who they are now. Um, it's, it happened. Like, it, like you're not, this is the NFL. Things change yes. really quickly. And, yes. you know, you're only as good as what you just did. And what the Steelers just did was not, was not good. And what they have been doing for the past few years now has not been good. Yeah, I, I think that's a perfect way to put it. You are what you've just done, and the Pittsburgh Steelers did absolutely nothing. All right, so Mike Tomlin says there's changes coming. What's up, guys? I have super exciting news to share with you. We have merchandise. 
from t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, and nutties, and plenty of designs from Pickens to Picket, Mooth, Bleed Black and Gold, and of course, all of your all Steelers talk gear, all available at blackandgoldapparel.myspreadshop.com or on the store tab at our YouTube page. We cannot thank you guys enough. We would not be here without each and every one of you. And it feels awesome to be able to represent the AST brand and to spread that representation out to all of Steelers Nation. We know that you guys and us, we are one, and this has been one hell of a ride. Again, we cannot thank you guys enough. Check out everything at blackandgoldapparel.myspreadshop.com or on the YouTube page or the store tab, excuse me, on our YouTube page to get all your AST gear and whatever T-shirts, sweatshirts, shorts, nudies, coffee mugs that you're thinking. Again, thank you guys. Says the hell yeah, we got to make some changes. The, The way he said it, did not sound like coaching changes did not sound like player personnel changes it sounded like we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna figure it out you know that's kind of what i got fans immediately start calling him out on twitter and saying that's that's bs you know stop lying to us do you expect any changes for mike tomlin do you expect him or do you think this is just him talking out of his ass again uh no i don't i mean uh, first of all i don't know what is within the reasonable like realm of change. Like I don't yes. like, I don't think they're going to fire Matt Canada. Like if they haven't to this point, like what, why would they at this point? Like what changed yeah. about, what did we learn new about Matt Canada this week? You know, yeah, that's yeah. my thing. So if it was, if it's not, if it didn't happen before, I don't understand why it would happen now. Um, I, are you going to bench Kenny? Like when he, even when he comes back, are you going to, make some huge trade like I, I for another like I just don't I don't know where the changes can come from that are mm-hmm. going to significantly impact this team I mean getting guys back from like getting Deontay and Cam Hayward back like that'll help for sure but that's a long way yeah. off like there's nothing I, I just don't know what in the immediate term they really can do I I genuinely don't don't know what those moves are um yeah. but but yeah be you know yeah, Mike Tomlin maybe said some BS after that game, but wouldn't it be nice to you know get a straight answer from him? That would isn't that annoying to not get a straight answer from Mike Tomlin? I, I yeah. can't imagine what that feels like. That's yeah, no idea how uh, you know sometimes the guy just talks and he just gives you something. You know, he's always giving you something. That's what he that's what he likes to do. Even though at some point that something gets super annoying, and here we are, and it's super annoying. So. That's just what it comes to. I don't know. I agree with you. I don't know what you could change. Like, I don't know if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers where a significant change could come from. What I do know is you have to fire Matt Canada. Like, you can't. Like, that's your only, that is your only option right now. You know what I mean? You are either admitting defeat and admitting this is as good as we're going to get and we're just going to stink and we just got to push it out this season. You know, you're essentially saying, screw you, Patrick Peterson. We're not trying to make a Super Bowl run in your last two years. We're, you're essentially saying, TJ Watt, who cares whether you want to win playoff games or not? We're not going to do anything because, you know, this is who we are and we stick to our guns and we stick to our guys. If you fire Matt Cannon, at least you're giving it a shot, you know? like And chances are it doesn't work out. Like, chances are your offense doesn't get 10 times better and Kenny Pickett turns into an MVP and everything is working again. Chances are you are just as bad in week five as you are in week four the moment you fire Matt Canada. 
but you at least get to see that. You know what I mean? You at least get the opportunity to then officially assess some guys, officially assess Kenny Pickett, officially assess the offensive line and Najee Harris in the run game. And you know what I mean? Like, wh- who is this team without Matt Canada? Because everybody and their mother knows that at some point the Pittsburgh Steelers will not have Matt Canada as an offensive coordinator. You know what I mean? And like, and if they do, if Matt Canada lasts the next five years, they might lose half their fan base because people are just going to give up on this team. You have yeah. to be able to see that. Good. Yeah. Well, I mean, every time you talk about the way this offense struggles, you're just like, oh, well, I mean, you know, you can't get rid of the, you can't fully judge the personnel because Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator. Exactly. And if you get rid of him, you can kind of judge things independent from, because like I said, we didn't learn anything new about Matt Canada. We know who he is. Nope. We know what he does. We might not know everything about Kenny Pickett. We might not know everything about George Pickens and, Calvin Austin and Najee and Jalen Warren. So like you gotta, I think, yeah, you kind of got to remove one variable and then you can start to judge the rest of them. Um, yeah. That's the obvious change. Uh, it's just, man, I, I don't, I, no. I like, can't see it happening. You know, no. like I, I it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There's just no, there's no chance. It makes total sense, you know, to give them, it makes total sense to do it now. You know what I mean? To just say like, Dude, who cares? You have you use Baltimore as like a test drive, just to whatever your next play caller is. You just use it as a test drive. Then you go into the the bye week, you regroup and you come out and you just figure out what you could do. Like, you know what I mean? It's not going to be super complicated offense. It's not going to be any of this crazy stuff. But you, it just if it's going to happen, it makes total sense to happen right now. But no, the Pittsburgh Steelers will not do anything. Mike Tomlin will come up with excuses on Tuesday. He'll call some people out, and then a week from now, if the Steelers beat the Baltimore Ravens, which if you've been around this team long enough, you know that that is a real possibility that's going to happen, and you know the roller coaster ride just continues. He will go back and say, "Well, you know, these guys did this well, and this, and I, I'm not upset. It's all about what we did this past. Just like you said, it's all about what you just did." And in Mike Tomlin's eyes, he will avoid all the bad, ignore all the bad on bad weeks, and compliment the good on good weeks that's just what that's just that's just what he does how much of the blame goes on mike tomlin where do you stand with mike tomlin right now as the pittsburgh steelers head coach i do stand with mike tomlin um you know i think i still think he's a good coach i'm I, you yeah, know, yeah like i still think he's a good coach he's definitely he's like easily above average in the nfl like he's got to be among the he's like top 10 i would have to say it's just man like it's it's i i just think it's the the stubbornness and i think it's the yeah i i i just think i think the i think you look around the nfl right now and i was thinking about this a little bit last night but just quick changes sometimes get results in the nfl and yep. i understand sticking by your guys and and i i i appreciate that and letting things play out but there has to be some wiggle room for when things aren't working and when you are pressed for time too, like, like you said about, you know, TJ and Patrick Peterson and, and, and wanting to capitalize on this window you got with a bunch of young talent and a roster that's like mostly under contract. And you, you are pressed for time, like just given the talent that you have to maximize what they're able to do, you need to, you need to, first of all, be honest about the fact that this isn't going to last and you are not going to have this roster, which I still think is pretty good. Like I still think it's a pretty good roster and Sometimes you need to just be honest and admit to yourself that like we need quick changes. What we thought would work did not work. And if we want to make this, 
if we want to maximize what we got out of this roster, it's got to be some quick changes. And he just hasn't been willing to pull the trigger on on quick changes, which I think is a little bit of he's been around and they've done it a certain way for a certain period of time, and he's just not willing to to go back on those things. Yes, I, I think that's perfect. It is at this point, it is not a, well, we're giving it time to see if it works itself out. It's been two years. Those two years have been atrocious. There have been, it's not like they've been like mediocre. It's not like the, it's been like, oh, well, there's been glimpses of good. There's not, there's been very, very, there's probably, you could probably count on one hand how many times in the last two years and four games, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had a good offense, you know, and how many, many of those come from Ben Roethlisberger, just drawing plays up in the dart, maybe removes most of that hand. You know, I just, I agree with you. My, my stance with Mike Tomlin is this, he is possibly the best leader of men in football. Like he is when it comes to keeping a team's head on straight, motivating players, knowing what to say, knowing how to group guys together. He is as good as it gets when it comes to guys wanting to play for you. He's as good as it gets when he comes to running a football team, making play calls, making in-game huge moment decisions. He's lost a lot of that. He's lost. There was a time where Mike Tomlin was as gutsy and didn't live in his fears and made the right calls. And even those those calls were viewed as just absurd and they worked all the time. There were a time where he was very good at that that has since left. He like, it's, it's almost, it's very rare that Mike Tomlin makes a, a, a real, a real big call and you go, Oh, that was a good one. You know, very rare. And he is just like you said, so stubborn. That's where, that's where the knock has to come in is you're okay. If you could do all the good things and then allocate play calling and running an offense and running a defense to your coordinators, like you're supposed to, you have the perfect system, but you will not find guys who are capable of doing that and instead support them and then try to help them when you're incapable of doing it yourself. And it's just a big bag of this is not going to work. And that's where, that's where Mike Tomlin is in his career is he's and like, you know, with all the hype going around the Pittsburgh Steelers this season, like it's, it's very fair to say that should Mike Tomlin lose his job? No, like, you know, nobody's firing Mike Tomlin tomorrow and you shouldn't fire Mike Tomlin tomorrow. But you have to, I don't know who's supposed to have the conversation with them, but at some point, somebody's got to have a conversation of just like, hey, Mike, look at dude. If you do not, if we cannot find people who could properly run this football team, where this is just going to be a sinking ship and it's going to sink even faster. And I think this year is a prime example where like, I think coaching has left, has let this team down and Mike Tom's got to be included in that again, should be fired. No chance, but take some blame. Yeah. hundred percent. It's time to start tossing some blame at Mike Tomlin and toss him into the names of all right buddy you're you're a problem here you're you know you're becoming an issue yeah absolutely yeah part of the problem like the the blame is wide-reaching and and it obviously extends all the way up to the to the head coach when you i think especially think about yesterday when you have kind of such holistic and systematic failure for your your entire team like you've got to you got to look in the mirror at the at the guy who runs the whole show yep exactly exactly all right we end the podcast every Monday doing the same thing. Last week, it was nice. We tied the Pittsburgh Steelers still 10-win teams. This is, this is looking good. This is where it's at. This is where the spark starts. We, uh, I'm actually very nervous to go to the YouTube comments. I won't. I won't. There's no chance. But 
I would I could imagine that the YouTube comments from Friday's episode where we said the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to smoke the Houston Texans, which they should have. Yeah, which they should have. This is this. this no I, I blame is on us. I dare you to find anyone who would have said otherwise. Quite honestly, like that's what I'm saying. This is this. The Pittsburgh Steelers should have smoked the Houston Texans. They didn't. They got blown out. Most embarrassing loss of the season. This is this worse than San Francisco in your eyes? In my eyes, it is. I don't know, because in the moment, like I think we thought of them as we thought much higher the Pittsburgh Steelers when they went into that San Francisco game, and they yeah. were just uncompetitive, non-competitive from the jump, which I think was was pretty deflating. Um, yes, this was this was bad, but I think like your expectations for the Steelers lowered, and then maybe if you if you're real smart, you kind of had some you had some optimism about the Texans, like because I think you also walk away from that game thinking like you could have seen how they played against the Jaguars and. I've been like, okay, there's there's something there. Like that's a that's a that's not a completely incompetent team anymore. Um, yeah, I, I'd still say Forty ers was worse. Quite honestly, okay. okay. I think it's I, my thoughts, Houston, just because I didn't have the expectation. Like San Francisco, San Francisco goes and wins the Super Bowl this year. I'm like, oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> saw that one coming. If, if Houston makes the playoffs, you know, I'd be like, that's a good year for the Houston Texans. You know, and I just I think if you looked at my thought is that. In comparison, Kyle Shanahan should outcoach Mike Tomlin. Brock Purdy should be a better quarterback than Kenny Pickett. The 49ers defense should be elite. D'Amico Ryans, CJ Stroud, and Bobby Slowick should not outcoach the Pittsburgh Steelers. They should not be better in every aspect than the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they were. That's where it becomes a concern. All right. Where do you sit with the Pittsburgh Steelers leaving week four, heading back home to Baltimore or against Baltimore, still two and two? I believe they fall to second place in the AFC North after this one. Um, well, I, where I kind of fall is that I'm kind of done. I'm kind of done with having kind of the, the floor expectation of them as a playoff team. I think um, yeah. you got to earn your way back to that. Um, and I think we'd kind of, every time they had lost, we'd kind of, like I say, I've only lost once before, but you know, at every point where they did not look great, you were kind of like, Oh, well, they're still just figuring things out. Like this is, they're got, they're trying to find their way back and, and get on track and, and get all these new pieces into place. And it's early in the season. It's, it's getting late quickly. Um, and I'm not willing to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt anymore. Um, they're probably still at an eight and nine team or a, yeah, nine and eight team. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're going to float around 500. I, I would say that. Um, but I mean, just because recent history tells us that like they were, they were a significantly worse team last year and yeah. they got to nine and eight. Yeah. Um, but I, this doesn't look like a playoff team anymore. Like this doesn't. No. Uh, so you, you kind of lose the benefit of the doubt in that set in that sense. And you're, I, I, I am just, you know, I, I'm not willing to go to bat for them as, Oh, well they are going to figure things out eventually, you know, yep. like it's, yep. I think it's, it's more likely that they, not bottom out, but they they are going to underperform expectations. I think that's that's especially our preseason expectations, like pretty pretty easily. Yeah, I agree. I look at them and say, this is no longer a team that I anticipate making the playoffs. I think it's more likely that at the end of the season we're getting a Mike Tomlin speech that sounds more like, oh, we ju- that sounds like last year. We weren't good enough. We put that on ourselves. We just missed it. And then there's plenty of optimism to 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 come with it. 
I expect two things as well. I expect after the bye week to the Pittsburgh for the Pittsburgh Steelers to go on a run. I don't know how significant that run's going to be, but I think it's going to be good enough to just get them to that point where they're like, okay, we're good enough, you know, and everybody wants to compare it to last season. Well, the Pittsburgh Steelers were two and six going into the bye week. Yeah, if the Pittsburgh Steelers had an opportunity to be two and six going into the bye week this time, they would. But if they go in two and three, it's the same thing. Like it's the, you just had a th- you just had the bye week three weeks earlier. That's all you did. You're going to come out of the bye week. You're going to go on a little bit of run just because that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers do. They're going to regroup. They're going to find what they need to do. And then you're going to slowly go back to who you were. And then you're going to slowly see the weaknesses in the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you're going to slowly see more Matt Canada. And you're going to slowly see Mike Tomlin go back to the bad decision-making and supporting the wrong people like he's done all season and really last season too. Yeah, I think my floor for this team is, you know, eight and nine. I think my ceiling is nine and eight, as crazy as that sounds. Like, I just think they sit right there, and if they get lucky enough to go in, to get into the postseason, cool. If not, cool. But I don't know. I think my I think my where I view them is right now more based on is this a capable team and where do they sit in the classifications of the NFL? And if like the Kansas city chiefs, the Buffalo bills, the Miami dolphins, those are like the tier ones. And then the tier twos are the, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the, the Houston Texans, maybe and the Baltimore Ravens. I see the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in like tier three with like the Cleveland Browns and the new England Patriots and the, the jets. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. they'll have their moments, but it could, if you, if you are still thinking this is a super bowl team or a team that makes a run in the playoffs, you have not been watching because it's not going to be it. It's not going to yeah. be it. And you know, maybe not, after they beat Baltimore, cause I'm telling you they're going to beat Baltimore. We'll come back on here and we'll be like, okay, well, maybe it moves up again because that's how the reactions, that's how you go on a week-to-week basis. But that, this is as bad as it gets and hopefully a low point for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but one that is is very, very concerning. With that, we're heading out of here. I wish we had better things to talk about on a Monday morning, but hopefully Wednesday brings some positivity and not four injuries that we most likely have to recap. Hopefully everybody enjoys a beautiful Monday in the Berg. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcast, find all our work and all the major updates when it comes to Kenny Pickett, Pat Fryermuth, Dan Moore Jr. And maybe some coaching changes or some changes in general that Mike Tomlin says are coming at all Steelers.com and our pick coverage at inside the Panthers.com. We will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy a beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.